right, it is good to see you guys here on a Thursday night. Thank you, my guy. Uh, yeah, you know, I'll stand. I, I feel like I got some energy. Okay, here's what we're going to do tonight. A couple weeks ago, there was a panel on relationships, dating, marriage, all that good and fun stuff. And today, we're going to go over, tonight, we are going to go over just some follow-up questions. And if you have a question, students, if you have a question, you can text your leader, text a leader, and then they'll text me. Let me just make sure my phone's here. They'll text me, and then we'll try to answer it. Um, any question, it could be a super serious question. It could be something that's maybe not so serious. You just have a question about dating or marriage, relationships in general. And if you are one of the four people that I asked to be on this panel, you guys can come on up. That would be Sal. I'm going to call you up. But next, if you, you want to come up, I'm just going to call you by name. That would be Julia, Judd. And who was the other person that I asked? Kiana. Yes. All right, give it up for your leaders. Give it up. Give it, give it up for your leaders. Where's Judd? Wow. Okay, so the first question is for Judd. Uh, Judd, what do you, never mind. He's not here. Uh, he is here. I know he's here. I just don't know where exactly he is. But in any case, listen, we were talking about revival and we're, we're talking about our relationship with the Lord. Hey, give it up for Chad! And, you know, relationships, dating, marriage, all that, it's, it's such a key part of, of our lives. Right? If you're called to date, some of you guys, listen, I'm going to break the news to you, man. Some of you guys are not called to be married. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just, first of all, it's just basic math. Not everyone's going to get married. Uh, I have a prophetic word that, no, never mind. I'm saying, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you guys. I'm some of you guys felt it, though. Some of you guys are like, oh, my God, he knows. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. All right. I'm just saying. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Uh, but in any case, we're going to have some fun tonight. But it is, it is really important even if you're not in a relationship right now, even if you feel you're not ready for a relationship right now, we want to provide you guys with some biblical advice, some what we believe is really good counsel to help steer you through those, um, those lanes in life. And, and really, I, I've found that there are few things that will derail a young person's walk with the Lord than a relationship with someone else, okay? And so when we talk about Revival, and we talk about the presence of God, and we talk about the nearness of God and, and following Him. Getting in a relationship can either bolster that, it could, it could further your walk with the Lord, or in a lot of cases, and I know I've seen it for myself for sure, way back a long, long, long time ago, I've seen it in my own life where a relationship really derailed and hindered my walk with the Lord. It, it messed me up, it messed up what God was doing in my life. So, I've got some people here. I got a, a married person. I've got a someone who's dating, and I've got two single people. Unless you want to, unless you want to confess something right now, uh, and I got two single people here. Got a guy and a girl. So a little, little good diversity there, right? Okay, like I like I did that, right? All right, cool. All right, so we're just gonna we're just gonna get. No, I'm, listen, man. I think about everything. All right, I thought about that. 
Okay, so we're going to just go through these, these questions here. And guys, try to keep your answers brief, if you can, keep them short. Um, and then, like I said, students, you can text the leader, they'll text me, or you can ask your leaders tomorrow if you have any questions, okay? All right, here is the first question. It is for you, Judd. Judd, what's your idea of a perfect date? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. He was ready to answer, though. He was like, well, you know, I mean, you know, long walks on the beach and uh, candlelight and, and sunset. I mean, all that, all that good stuff. Hey, man, nothing wrong with that. You know, if that's what you like, that's okay. I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe his uh, idea of a perfect date is somewhere in Kentucky. So someone does like Kentucky. Like, you know, it's all good. It's all good. All right. Um, Judd, student. These are questions from students. Okay. What age can they start dating? What age can they start dating? You got a mic? Where are the mics? There you go. All right. I'm buying you some time, okay? What age can I start dating? What age can you start dating? I think you should start dating right after you graduate high school. Oh, okay. You said right after? Right after high school. Right after high Graduate school. high school. Can, can, you, can, you, can you explain that? Why do you feel that way? Yeah. Um, for me personally, um, <laughs> personally. No, and like in general, like you have so many things going on in high school, right? You're surrounded by your friends. You're surrounded by classmates. And you're also surrounded by just in general, like different relationships as well. Like you're exposed to, I'm going to say in general, like worldly uh, relationships, right? And it's hard to balance, like, everything going on because you got to focus in school. You got to try yeah. to, like, manage, Good. okay, what's my, what's my mindset in high school right now? Like, what am I trying to do? Like, for me, like, in that point, like, my focus was on my education. I'm trying to figure out what I'm trying to do for my life. Um, I'm trying to be successful. And I think um, the reason for why I think um, dating, you should be dating after um, high school is because, like, for me, um, I had a goal of trying to, Provide a future for my, for myself so I can provide for my family. So that was like my main my main um, goal, my life. Even if before like knowing God, like that was my purpose. Like I knew that I had to do well in school in order to just you know do well for myself and like for my family. Okay, yeah. good. Julia, you guys can clap for every answer. You can do that. I guess I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> Julia, and and here's here's the thing. Some of these questions, students and leaders. Some of these questions were. We come from different backgrounds. I mean, clearly we're all part of God's family, but we have grew up in different homes, um, different cultures, and maybe even different church backgrounds too. So we may not always have the same answer, okay? And, and that's okay. I think, I think as far as like the core questions, I hope that there's a lot of agreement, but we'll see. I guess we'll find out. Um, but yeah, Julia, how do you feel about that? Same question. So wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, honestly, I coming from a person that works in a high school, uh, I agree a lot. Like, I see so many um, students that are just so lost in their relationship, not even just Christian students, but just students in general. Like, you guys have so many things going on. And I love how he pointed out that you guys are surrounded by relationships. So, like, I was a person in high school that I was like, I always felt like I needed somebody. Like, I always felt like I needed to have a guy to 
protect me and like watch over me and make sure that like I was just good. Like if I didn't have my boyfriend on my arm, like who was I? And I always was that person that became who I was dating. Um, so like there's just so many things that like you guys are at a prime age of finding who you are. And if you distract yourself and you don't allow yourself to find who you are, you'll become everyone around you. And if you allow anyone around you, then you're just, you're just like loose in the wind. Like it's just, it's so, it's so hard to get back up after that, you know? Um, But definitely like even after high school, like sometimes it's like after college, I definitely think you just need to pray and like truly allow God to bring you there. There's no, like, set, like, okay, I'm 18, like, it's time. Like, no, allow God to just bring your partner to you. Don't just be like, okay, now's the time to start hunting. <laughs> but, yeah. No hunting. Gotcha, gotcha. That's good. Yeah, the only thing that I'll add to that is, like Julia said, it's not necessarily an age thing. The Bible doesn't say when thou shalt be 15, you know. It's more about a maturity thing. And I think about my kids. uh, I think Kayla was probably eight, nine, maybe, I think, when she first started riding a bike. Is that right? Kayla, did I get that right? It's going to be right for tonight, at least. Okay? And and Zach, at a different age, right? Sometimes not everyone's going to grow in the same way. It's more about maturity. I will say this, though, and students, this this is one of the mistakes that I made, for sure, when I was younger, was I didn't go to my leaders for confirmation. Okay, and I think it's really important that when you're going to take that big of a step, it's it's a big deal. It really is a big deal. Even if you're just talking about I'm going to take someone out, like that's a big deal. Getting confirmation from people that have done it before, people that are wise, people that see things that you may not necessarily see, that's a really smart thing to do. So definitely get confirmation. Okay, Kiana. So if we're going to say, hey, you got to be a certain maturity level or even no dating until... You get out of high school or so. That's kind of like a general consensus here. How do you get through the waiting without losing your mind when there's so much pressure to date? How do you get through the waiting? Um, focus on Jesus. Um, and I can say that from my, my lacking of focusing on Jesus. Um, I was highly distracted by everyone else around me. A lot of my friends are either dating or married. Even a lot of the leaders in the room are married. Um, so f- for me, I would always look at them, and I would say, man, why not me? And Jesus was like, why not me? Why aren't you looking at me? Why aren't you focusing on your relationship with me? And you're highly looking at every girl, every boy around you saying, hmm, I probably, you know, I'll be a good fit in their life. And you're not looking at how Jesus can fit in your life, then... That's, that's like the main problem. Where is Jesus in your life? Where is Jesus in position of your focus? Is he in the front or is he behind you inside? He's like a glimmer of a light. Is he the focus of your life? And I would say focus on Jesus first and take it from me. Lord, take it from me. Yeah. That is a great, that is a great answer. And students, especially if you're younger in this room, um, I know that in my experience, both before when, when I was single and then being married, and for those of you who don't know, um, I was married for 15 years. My wife passed away last year, so I'm single now. Um, and I want to say this to you. I want to affirm this, that 
the loneliness is real. Sometimes when you hear married people, and we don't mean to do it, we don't mean to be dismissive, but it can, it can sound dismissive when they say, oh, no, you'll find someone. Oh, don't worry about it. Just wait on the Lord kind of a thing. Yeah, those are true. But sometimes when people say it to you, it's, it sounds like they're being condescending, as if what you're going through isn't real. It's real. Loneliness is real. When you go home, if you're, you don't have that someone in your life, and, and you see it all over social media, and you see your friends. And I remember for myself, like, uh, I was one of the older people in my friends. I should say I got married a little bit later than a lot of my friends. And I was 23 when I got married, but a lot of my friends got married younger. And I know what that loneliness feels like. It's a real thing. And what Kiana is saying, waiting the Lord, that's a real thing too. Pressing into Jesus when you feel lonely is a real thing. Uh, but don't let anyone dismiss your emotions. Don't let anyone dismiss your pain because it's real. Okay, Sal. Trying to figure out what, 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 what question I want to give you here. Okay, Sal, can I still be friends with my ex? Now, before you answer that, let's do this. Let's just, let's, can we be honest? Can we be honest, guys? Show of hands. Raise your hand if you feel like it's okay for you to be friends with your ex. Raise your hand. Just, some of you are lying. Oh, my gosh, this is church. This is church. There's, there's no way that, there's no way. There is no way that only like four or five of you feel like it's okay to be friends with the next. Some of y'all texting. Your All right, let's right do it one more time. Raise your hand if you feel like it's okay to be friends with the next. Okay, some of you are being a little more honest. Okay, cool. Appreciate the honesty. Uh, one of the married guys raised their hand. I don't know about that. Whoa. I don't know about that. Uh, all right. All right. <laughs> all right, Sal. Can you provide an answer for us? Some of y'all texting your ex right now. Don't play with me right now. <laughs> um, honestly, I think it depends. Um, I think that if it was a healthy relationship, you guys, you guys just decided, hey, God's calling me here, and God's calling you over there. It's just not going to work out. If it was mutual, it was respectful. Yeah, be friends. Obviously, you won't be as close. There's going to be boundaries. There's going to be a bit of a you know, barrier and stuff like that for a while. I think it's totally fine. Now, if it was toxic... If y'all bashing each other, if you guys, you know, just, mm, was not supposed to be going down like that, then that's when it's like, you know what, I think it's best for you guys to just not, um, not to say it's never going to happen, but just for your sake, not just emotionally, but also spiritually, mentally, mm, I, I think it just depends on the situation. Yeah. And the only thing I'll add to that is the, the extent of your connection with the person should be the extent of your distance from them. Does that make sense? So if you go on a date with someone for like, I don't know, or you go like three dates and nothing really happened physically, you just never crossed any boundaries or whatnot, can you still be friends? Probably, probably. But if you did cross some boundaries and you're together for years and years and years and years, not only for yourself, but think about your future spouse. How would they feel, right? Like that, that to me, it wouldn't be fair to them. Okay, uh, I got a question that was brought in. So I'm going to ask this to you, Julia. Okay. How long should you date before marriage? Is there a max? <laughs> How long did you date before you got married? How about that? Oh, Pastor Jason. <laughs> Don't do this. Okay, let's say how long should you then? Um, okay, for my fellow Christians in the room, some of y'all do like five minutes. <laughs> But I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's just like how you mentioned, like, the maturity thing. 
um, there's always, like, we're always growing. We're always learning new things. Um, us, personally, we were dating for... You got to remember, right? You haven't no, married that I'm long. Gonna, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. We never had, like, an official date that we started dating. Like, I was like, that's my man. That's, like, that's it. Um, so, like... <laughs> So we don't have an actual day that we, like, he asked me to be his girlfriend. I was just his girlfriend. Um, <laughs> but, like, we were together for maybe three and a half years, maybe four years before we started, um, before we got married. Um, but everybody's different, you know? Like, everybody, um, when you know that your spouse and God has confirmed it and your pastor has confirmed it and you have seek counsel and you know that you are really ready to get married and that person as well, then why wait and push it further in risking your boundaries and um, all the other things? You know, there's so many things that come into it. Um, go for it. But if you don't have that, like, um, what is that word that I just said? Confirmation. There we go. Confirmation from your pastors and from all of that, then you're just playing with fire and you're just moving with lust rather than with faith. So, yeah. Some good thoughts there. Okay, Kiana, this is a real question. This is a fun question. I, it's a great question. It really is. Kiana, forgive me if I don't pronounce this right. How do I get Shawty's number in a godly way? How do I get oh Shawty's number in a godly way? This is a great question. Is it up there? Yeah, no, this is a real. Shawty is a melody. This is a real question. Like, like okay. I, I guess here's, here's another way. Kiana, here's another way to think about it. How do, what's a godly way for a guy to approach a girl or a godly way for a girl to approach a guy? Okay. Start with asking for their name. Um, and I mean that like full on. The amount of times I've seen y'all like just walk up, not y'all specifically, y'all age group, walk up to people and just say, hey, what's your number? What's your Snapchat? But without asking your name, it just start, just, that's just disrespectful. Because you're looking at them for, like, something, like, you're just valuing them of who they are. They have a name. They have a name. Men, women, too, please. Ask someone's name. Like, it's important. It's important. Um, so start there. Start with their name. Um, and know what you're, ask, like, asking for. Like, when you're involving people in, like, your life and, like, getting to know them, like, that's very crucial, very important, like, Walk up to them with some intent. Like, know what you want to be about. Like, are you trying to be about that? Then walk away. Then walk away. So, Loki, ask their name. Ask what they're about. Like, what, what are they doing? Like, the basic. Act like they're your friend. Like, you see someone cool, and you're like, oh, my God, I like your shoes. You're great. Get to know them. Like, those type of things. Maybe the number will come out there, all that. Don't ask any number if you ain't asking their name, period. That's done. That's just rude. It's just rude. I'm just saying it. Don't be rude. Be respectful. That's it. Anyway, that's it. That's good. That's good. Judd, is it okay to date a non-believer? Is it okay to date? No. What? That's all, that's all you got to say. That's all. That's, that's, no further questions. Okay, but. Okay, but for someone that might be new to church, because I think if you've been in the church for a while, you kind of understand that. No one's really surprised by that answer. But for someone that's new, why? Yeah, um, I'm going to use a real-life example. 
<laughs> he got louder because he was like, he was like, yeah. I'm about to teach you something, so I'm gonna get real loud now all of a sudden. Nah. No, I say no because um, personally, um, I'm gonna use a real life example. Um, my older sister and my brother-in-law, um, they're married now, but obviously there's been huge conflicts in like beliefs and like how I don't know, like their conflicts now, like it's hurting how my sister is able to grow, you know, spiritually. Um, my brother-in-law, he's Catholic, and my sister, you know, he's Christian. But um, in Catholic culture, um, it's more of like the the father like controls more. Of, I don't know. It's like for me, like in my point of view, um, it's very. I don't know how to explain it. It's like controlling in a way. It's like one-sided. It's a one-sided relationship. Yeah. Um, just to like just to go back to that imagery of um, the equaling of the yoke. Yeah. It's not Good. there. It's not existent. So equally yoked, for those of you guys who don't understand, is a phrase in the Bible. It just means that you guys are, I'm going to say this in as plain terms as I can describe it, that you guys are on the same level as far as your convictions, as far as your thinking, you're on the same page. And if you're not, like he was talking about, if you're not on the same page on certain things, for example, and this doesn't always mean uh, as it relates to your convictions about the Lord. I mean, of course, that's the biggest thing. But if you're dating someone that just wants to live on the West Coast and you want to live on the East Coast, Guess what? It's probably not going to work out. Someone's got to give. You got to you got to find the balance there. Does that make sense? All right, um, Sal, what do you do if you fall sexually with your partner? Get a little, little serious here. What do you do if you fall sexually with your partner? Um, so actually, early on in my walk, um, I was dating somebody who I was dating for a couple years in high school. Um, got saved. And because it was still new, I was like, I, you know, we're still doing X, Y, and Z, this, this, and that. And for a while, I didn't feel the conviction because I was like, with growth, with growth. And we make all these excuses. Um, but it came a time during my devotionals where God was like, yo, you got to break that up. If you want to grow with me, you can't grow with her. And I remember that moment, I was like, dang, I got to make that decision. This, uh, this kind of sucks because you've grown with that person and you know that person, you feel safe with that person, you share that connection. But I remember when I got saved, I was like, God, I'm going all in. I can't, like, be one foot in, one foot out. Um, I explained it to her, and I was like, yo, you know, you got to take a break. This is what God's telling me, and I got to follow that. She didn't get it completely, but I knew that for me, I had to get better. I had to get out of that. Um, and I started, I remember I messaged my group chat of my small group leaders um, and my small group, um, just friends. I remember I'm like, guys, I need two minutes to just not be a Christian because this really sucks. And I just let it all out. And they were just so encouraging. And they just loved on me. And they're like, no, you did the right thing. Even if it doesn't feel that way, you did the right thing. I remember talking with P. Joey, going to counseling through all that stuff. Because it's rough. You're with them four years doing all that stuff. Um, the important thing is just bringing it to your leaders, bringing it to the people that you trust, your pastors, and trusting them, trusting their response, trusting that they're not out here trying to spite you. The response that they give you is not a punishment. It is love. I remember I was talking with the Jay Walker leaders. I think that I was there. I remember I told them, love will keep you more accountable than punishment will. And it was through that where I was just like, you know, she did her thing. She found somebody like a month later after all the crying and banging this and that. And I was like, dang, it's like that. I was like, that's cool. I'm over here now. I'm over with my, with my leaders. I remember I just 
I kept going with God, and I don't say this in a spiteful way, um, but I'm still serving. I'm not sure that she is. And it's one of those things where, hey, if it's me and God, then I got to put me and God first. Go to your leaders. Talk to your, your pastors. They will help walk you through that. It's a different answer between just different situations, stuff like that. Uh, just because sometimes it's, oh, are you dating or are you not dating? How are you? Just There's a bunch of different variables, but the number one thing, you, you got to come to us. We love you. And it is, it is very serious because that's how you build just those soul ties. Um, that's how some addictions start. And it's just, what's it going to cost you? That's good. That's good. Okay. Something a little bit lighter. This just came in. Uh, I, man, I can't, I can't read this out loud. At least not all these words. Man, someone needs to come up and repent first. All right. If you've got multiple options to choose from, how do you know? Who to choose? Hey, guys, it happens. It happens. Not, 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 not saying I'm speaking from experience or not. I'm just saying it happens. Julia, let me go to you. How do you know? How do you know if you've got options, you know, right? Like a, a guy's got a couple of shoddies interested in him, right? How does he know how to choose between the two? Um... I would first wonder why they are so available. Um, like, are you entertaining multiple shotties? Um, at once, are you playing games? Because that's if that's what you're doing, then I would say that you're not a good option for any of them. You're not ready, yeah. Um, but let's say you are, you know... Um, really stable, you're not entertaining, you have just entered into a season that you feel led to dating, um, and you are looking amongst the free and available shoddies, <laughs> um, I would just say, don't just look at the physical. Um, <laughs> um, really just ask God, you know, like, think first, think in your own, like, heart, like, what do I need? Like very early on in my life, um, I'll share a little bit like of detail. I come from a family that no one in my family has their father in their life, including myself. Um, no cousin, my aunts, my own mother, no one has their father, not even my dad. Um, and it's just a generational curse that I knew I am breaking this. And so I was like, okay, like, I know when I am looking to date someone, I need to find a man who has his heart rooted with his family and has such a great bond. So that was something that was like number one. <laughs> that was number one. And there was guys that I was like, man, like, he's cute, but like, he does not talk to his mom whatsoever. Like that, like, you could still be a good person, but if you aren't matching what I know I need in my life, then we're just not good for each other. Maybe you're good for somebody else, but you're just not good for me. Um, so just keep, know your, make your check, checklist. And like, even if you're not in a season of dating now, make your checklist now and pray over it and ask God, like, who is the person that I need so that when that season comes, you're not so lost and you have a stable foundation. And I would add to that, that, I think that's a great point as far as making a checklist. I know a lot of people um, do that. I know a lot of leaders here. I know a lot of even just older people at, at church have a checklist. 
it's really important to write your checklist down and, and figure out what are the non-negotiables, meaning these are the things for sure this person has to have. And the reason why you write them down and why you share it with someone is so that they can hold you accountable because typically what happens is you get in a place where you're attracted some, to someone and they don't, maybe they've got three out of those five things and they have to be this way, right? And you're, you're thinking because of your emotions, you're like, oh, maybe I'll let that one slide. They don't, they don't really have number four. They don't really have number two. And, but I'm okay with that because they've got the other ones. And to me, if the Lord is speaking to you and saying, these are the convictions, you better, you better stick with that. Because ultimately, we were just singing earlier, his way is better. Yeah, okay? Absolutely. All right. Um, here's a really good question. I'm going to ask this to Sal. Sal, this person asked, how do I leave someone? How do I leave someone? Bye, Felicia. No, I'm just kidding. How do, how do I leave? How do I leave someone? How do I leave someone? Bye, Felicia was my answer. <laughs> Confirmation. <laughs> just, just, um, you have to be straightforward and mature about it. Um, it's not an easy thing to do, but it is a simple thing to do. If you're mature enough to date them, you're mature enough to cut it off. Um, you have to be willing to sit down and be like, hey, um, things have been going great. However, this, 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 and that, it's just not working out. And be honest, don't beat around the bush because the bush has been dead. Um, <laughs> don't sit there and try to be like, hey, it's not you, it's me. Like, it's, it's just, hey, this just isn't working out, you know. And they might be feeling the same way too. They'll be like, I'm so glad you said something. I thought yeah. I was going to be stuck in this too. Exactly. There's too many people stuck together because nobody said anything. Um, let me stop. Um, <laughs> But honestly, you have to be able to just have that conversation and whatever emotions happen, whether they're upset, angry, and stuff like that. Again, just be courteous, polite, respectful. Just, just communicate. Be honest. You didn't need a script, right? You didn't need a script, right? My biggest advice, because I had to live by it, because I was in one of those back and forth, back and forth. Um, when I was fully done, my thing that I told all my friends, because everybody loves like, oh my God, did you hear? Like, they're doing this, they're doing that. Their business is no longer my business. So I knew if I hear this person's name, I'm back in. Like, I want to know what they're doing. So be honest with yourself. If you are truly that attached, their business is no longer your business. And you need to tell your friends that, hey, if it has to involve him or her, it's not my business. I don't want to hear about it anymore. That's good. Yeah, I know for me, when I got married, I made sure to throw away photos. Uh, we didn't have social media when I got married. <laughs> but I, yeah, I know. I had, to physically, I had to physically remove a photo from the photo album. You guys can Google what photo albums are. They're really cool. And I had to, I had to throw it away. And the reason wasn't because I, I felt drawn to them anymore. It was more of just, I, I kept them just because, you know, when you move or whatever, you just you have stuff, you throw them away but I didn't want anything to come between me and my wife, right? And, and in moments when couples argue, even godly couples, they argue. And in those moments when things weren't going to go right in our home, I didn't want to have someone else to run to. Does that make sense? And so even when I finally got on social media, I was really late, but I got on Facebook, whatever. And uh, I made sure not to add those people. Um, because, again, I, I didn't want anything interfering with my relationship with my wife, okay? Um, last question, and I'll answer this one. I think it's a really good question for, uh, for a lot of us. 
how do you know you're ready to date? And, and I'm going to add this. I don't know if I put this up there, but how do you know you're ready to date after a breakup? And I think it's a really good question. Um, the way that I look at it is, again, I know we've said this word a lot. We talked about confirmation. It really is a big deal. Listen, when you're about ready to drive a car, you're not going to do it on your own. At least you shouldn't do it on your own. That's a big deal. It's a big step in life. And you need someone that's done it before you, someone to teach you, someone to help you and, and kind of show you here's what to watch out for. And it's really no different than when you're saying, okay, I want to get in a relationship or specifically you want to get in a relationship, but you've got a broken heart. Listen, when you, I, I love sports, and I, I love watching these athletes do amazing things. You know how many athletes' careers are ruined because they didn't let an injury heal, right? They felt, you know what, I think I know better. I'm going to take the cast off. I'm going to go play. A broken heart, a lot of times, is harder to heal than a broken elbow, okay? And so when you have people that have gone through that experience, of that, that have gone through breakups and things like that, um, they're just, again, your leaders, they're here to help you. They're, they're, there's no, I, I know for me as a pastor, I have no interest in who you date or what you do. Like, it doesn't affect me, right? I just want the best for you. I know pastors use the same way. He doesn't, it's not about him and what he wants. It's about what God wants to do in your life and making sure that nothing comes in between that, okay? So take that. Um, again, great job. There you go. Great job, leaders. And I just want to run through Three, three things really quick, and I promise you they'll be really, really quick. Number one, when it comes to dating, number one, don't settle for someone who doesn't respect your convictions. Okay? Don't settle for someone who doesn't respect your convictions. So if you say to them, hey, these are our boundaries physically. Hey, I like going to church. And they're like, well, I don't want to go to church. Or I don't want to respect that boundary. Or they're pushing you. They're pressuring you to do something that you don't want to do. Don't settle for that person. It doesn't mean that they can't be that person eventually. It just means that right now, they're not ready. They're not there yet. So it's okay to wait. It's okay to wait either for them to get ready to get to that level or wait for someone else that will respect your convictions. Number two, don't just look for someone who fulfills your needs. Find someone whose needs you want to fulfill. Okay, because dating and being engaged and marriage, it's a a two-way street. And if all you're doing is looking for someone that's going to meet your needs, guess what? You're selfish. Don't be selfish. If you bring selfishness into marriage, listen, marriage is hard enough as it is when, when two people are trying their best to follow the Lord and love each other. And if you go into a marriage thinking that I just want this person to fulfill my needs, it's not going to last. And the last thing, number three, find someone who likes you the way you are but challenges you to be better. Okay, Find someone who likes you the way you are. That means, man, I, I love you. I like you. I like spending time with you. But I'm growing and I need you to grow too. So here are some things that we can do together to grow and chase after God. Amen? Hey, let's stand up. Again, guys, if you have questions, uh, talk to your leaders. You can find me. You can find Pastor Izzy, Pastor Ariel when they come back. You can text us. Guys, relationships are a really, really big deal. Like I said at the beginning, it's a big deal. And it is something that I've seen all too often mess up someone's spiritual walk. And we don't want that to happen for you guys. We know that if, if God is calling you to be with someone, He's got that person. He's got that guy. He's got that girl. And he's going to help bring that together. He's going to use your leaders to help bring that together. And if you trust them, if you trust him, 
Your life's going to be pretty awesome, okay? Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for worship. We thank you for all that you're doing. We thank you for what you're doing in Carlinville right now, that you're speaking to students, that you're speaking to us in this room, Lord. You're guiding us through some of these um, challenging aspects in our lives. Some of us aren't there yet, but we're going to get there, Lord. And I pray that, that when these students get there, Lord, when we get there, that we'll be reminded of the things that these leaders have had to say, the things that are in your word, Lord, um, and, and that we will trust in what you have for us. In Jesus' name, Amen. Love you guys. Be blessed. We'll see you next week.